0: This is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. And uh, thank God it's you listening, because I tried to listen. I heard about two seconds, and they totally sucked. I hope you're not listening for more than two seconds. Because did I mention they totally sucked?
1: The Cigar Tipser's Podcast. Okay, so uh, good morning, Cincinnati. WKRP is on the air. Oh, I'm sorry, I just had a stroke. No, that's not what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> it's the uh, Cigar Tipser's Podcast. It is uh, Valentine's Day of all motherfucking days. Uh, the most it is, it's all awesome. for most Hershey and Hallmark day of the year. Oh, uh, it's, it's so bad. Barely. Are you having a drink tonight, Mark? I am. I'm. Am, I'm am drinking uh, whiskey. And nice. Um, you're drinking. I'm assuming.
0: I have. Uh, well, actually, ran out because I drank it. It was Knob Creek
1: bourbon. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. It is good stuff. Yeah. So it might um, for all the people. 11 of you listening we i think we bumped up to 11 from like four but anyway uh for all you people listening it might be a little bit loosey-goosey tonight because it's valentine's day and who cares we pre-game we're here Uh, yeah we're here now yeah so you were telling me before we got started that uh, you ran across a video in an interview that kind of got you fired up so tell me a little tell me a little bit about it and then we'll uh give it a listen here yeah, so basically,
0: there's—I mean, I didn't realize this until this afternoon—but there's a video interview. Um, there's a what they call a luxury cigar company from Mozambique, and it's looking—it's—it's it's looking to challenge Cuba as Africa's middle class. So basically, what they're claimed to fame—it's a—it's a brand called Bungani Cigars, and they claim they're about ten percent less than what they refer to as their Cuban equivalent. Now, I don't want to. Put this on just because oh you know it's not a cuban it isn't cuban and the fact that it's 10 percent less than cuban that's great now i can tell i've never had one of these bongani cigars bongani i think is um african for uh gratitude i think i think that's what it means um but it's a mozambique based firm and it's considered the luxury brand for for africa now if you don't already know this in cameroon is a very popular cigar which is in owned by the Merrittville family but there it's it's in africa. so there is luxury tobacco that comes out of it, but this is kind of it's like an, Af- an african puro i guess you would call it. Um, yeah, basically. and so so what it is the, if you watch the video it's on businessinsider.co.za um, and so there's a seven minute, and the first half of the interview just talks about a guy talking about the cigar itself, you know, talking about in its market. The second half of the video goes over, and you'll see an interview between, um, let's see, um, what's her name? So there's a guy named Martinez Cigars who is a representative of a company that is what is what he calls the oldest cigar. I guess, maker in New York. It's about 1970s or so. It's about 50 years old. And um, and it's interviewed by a, a a woman called Havavi Cooper. She's the host. Now she's up there just interviewing. I don't know, I can't prove or disprove whether she gives a shit about the actual interview of the cigar. I'm not concerned really too much about what she asks. As she's she just says, here, ask these questions. She could be a prolific cigar smoker for all I know. That's not the point. But Martinez Cigars, representative of that, is the one that, when we play the clip here, you'll hear him talking to Havavi. And it, to me, it comes across as kind of synthetic. Like, I know he's, he's trying his best to represent, but it, I just don't get the same feel. So here, I'll play the clip real quick, and you can hear the interview between them.
2: You can't find Bongani cigars in the U.S. just yet, but for cigar lovers here in New York City, there are many other options. We're joined now by Dave Rivera, the director of sales at Martinez Handmade Cigars in Manhattan, who's brought along some samples. So Dave, tell me a little bit about your store.
3: We're a cigar store, fact, actually factory out of New York City on 29th and 7th. Uh, we've been there since 1974. We're the oldest cigar factory in New York and one of 50 here in the United States that still makes cigars in the United States.
2: So you were recently at the Tobacco Plus Expo in Vegas. Tell us a little bit about that. What were the trends, and what is the industry focused on right yes.
3: now? Yes, um, it was our first show. That was our national debut for the Tobacco Expo. We were really excited about it. We met a lot of great people, and we get to see where the business is going. It's right now really leaning towards like boutique cigars, and we're like like sorry, like ourselves. We're a boutique cigar. And okay, pause. I found that to be One of the most enjoyable things.
0: Okay, couple things that stand out to me. One. He's using the word like like a thirteen year old girl teenager. <laughs> he says the word like every other word at this stage in your life. You should be extricating the word like as a substitute for breath. That's what teenagers do in high school. You shouldn't be doing that. Aside from that, it's <laughs> I explain it. Mark. You can you can comment on this, but it's just kind of the fact that I get the impression that he's doing this as a PR stunt to get business into his store. And I'd be willing to bet if I smoked one of his cigars, I would probably dis- be disappointed. You get that impression,
1: like it's just PR for him? I, as I, well, number one, you can see her; she's literally got the list of questions sitting on a piece of paper in front of her. Yes,
0: she's glancing at the actual list. Correct. So she's so there's like,
1: "There's like no effort in it from her, but from him either, really, because it's like to me, I feel like he's literally just reading from a brochure that they would stick under somebody's windshield wiper. It's like." Oh, we've been here since 1974. Oh, we're one of 50 uh, cigar manufacturers. Yeah, it's, it's putting up, in the it's putting up a front. Like,
0: that, that's not, the, the problem is that the FDA is attacking the cigar industry, and all you're doing is promoting your brand, which it's fine. You're already wearing the, the embroidered T-shirt, which is a cool stunt. That's fine. But you have an opportunity here to really share I would rather him be pissed off and upset in this interview, talking about how how the cigar industry has been mistreated, and all he's doing is just repeating cookie cutter answers. And she's asking cookie cutter questions, and it's synthetically generated between two. Play a little bit more; you'll you'll hear more of it.
3: Of the convention is how big of a community is, and everybody wants to work together.
2: So cigars are taxed at a similar rate as cigarettes. Is that justified?
3: We don't feel that it is justified. We feel cigars okay, okay, and pause. cigarettes are two different types. Okay. She asked a question
0: that he could have flooded with what I feel was emotion. But she's like, "Do you feel that they're being taxed?" He's like, "I don't. No,
1: I think it's." like do you get the impression like it's rehearsed it sounds to me well, like it's rehearsed i don't know if it's so much rehearsed but when you're watching it you can tell it's heavily edited it's like, very edited and it's annoying. Like she asks a question then there's like a weird pause then it cuts to him there's some sort of answer like you get the impression that they might have the re- like reviewed 15 this takes. and said, okay, this yeah. is
0: your, yeah, exactly. This is like take number seven. Now I'm going to ask this stupid question and you're going to say the stupid answer. And then it's it's going to make for a good interview. I just like if, if somebody is, if the FDA is coming down on you and trying to charge you, and he'll say this in a minute about how much the FDA charges to open up a new cigar line. Also, if the FDA is literally trying to shut you down as a business how are you not more pissed off in this interview? You have an opportunity to express to the world your vehement hatred for the FDA and how you are being literally bitch slapped by Congress and the Senate. And all you're doing is just saying words out loud, da 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 And it just seems so, it does seem rehearsed, like this is take number eight for him to do. And it's like, how are you not more, like the FDA is trying to shut you down and all you're doing is expressing an answer that you could read on any Reddit forum. It's annoying.
3: Play a little bit more. Types of products. I understand that they want to stop youngsters from trying cigarettes and, and vaping, but the taxing is, is hurting the cigar industry and it's really not justified. And okay, it's pause. Common, especially for small businesses. Like- okay. He just said, I understand that.
0: They're trying to shut down to, 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 to fight smoking against youth. He brought up a very personal and emotionally sensitive subject for the public, protecting the young people, protecting the youth. Okay, this is, this is a political issue that can sway how a voter behaves at the polling booth for different presidents. And this is a very sensitive topic. And all he fucking did, he glanced right over it and went straight into the taxing the cigar industry. You just brought up one of the most iron core subjects that makes the cigar industry different, that it's not targeted to youth. And the only thing you're talking about is how the FDA is taxing you as a tobacco industry.
3: What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, my God. Okay. Hit play. Like ourselves, a lot of our prices that we do increase our cigars are only because of the taxes. We haven't raised prices on our cigars in over two years.
2: Has vaping impacted the cigar I hate business? It has, so
3: yeah. it has, especially in New York. Uh, the vape, so many stores have opened up with the vaping that a lot of the licenses have been taken. Um, and they've been capped off by the city. So if you did want to open up a new store or wanted to expand your, your cigar store, the city won't allow you because they have capped it off.
2: So what are some other regulations uh, on the cigar business?
3: The FDA is proposing um, this tax or this. All right, I'm going to stop it there for a second. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I can't <laughs> listen so to this so dumb. anymore.
1: Uh, this is. This... I mean, she's what, what are some other regulations
3: was... for the cigar Yeah, what about business?
1: the regu-
0: Oh my God! And this guy's uh, is giving such cookie cutter answers. It's unbelievable. Like, it's oh. Yeah, I've, I've had enough a, of that asshole. It's, it's just it's such an opportunity that is completely wasted. And I don't know how many views. This particular video apparently has been viewed, according to this website here, 110, almost 111,000 times. And the most we got out of it is that the FDA is taxing the cigar industry $100,000 a line to open up a new, to, 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 to start a new cigar line. That is the least... Of your fucking problems. How is how is the hundred thousand dollar bill the, the what you use your time to spend on? You could have changed the political atmosphere of this entire debate and brought people to the table, and you wasted it on talking about bullshit that nobody's. Yeah, it's. it's
1: okay. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, if they if they had multiple takes on that, but also. Just the audacity! You're comparing yourselves to Cubans.
0: You have no fucking idea about the quality of Cuba. I've had Cuban cigars, and I've had Nicaraguans and Hondurans and Dominicans. And I got to be honest, I would be hard pressed to believe that this
1: brand is is up to snuff. I would be hard pressed to do it to believe that. No, because there are. Nicaraguan brands, there are Dominican brands that come out every day that are not up to par with "quote unquote" Cuban standards. Now there are a lot of brands that are, but to say that this South African brand is going to come out and hit a home run on the first try is kind of insane. I, I would, I would be shocked if
0: that's the case. I mean, you're going up against hundreds of years of quality, craft, artisanal horticulture. And practice. Um, now, I mean, like I said, Cameroon rapper comes out of tobacco, but that, that's just harvested there. Um, I just I I just hate everything about this interview. It's just such a it's such a rehearsed bitch fest. And I, I don't know, It's just I don't know. It's just such an opportunity waste like these people, this this guy gets interviewed and like you represent the very thing we're trying to protect. And you can't even stand up for yourself because you have to repeat these cookie cutter answers. I just, I hate that. It's
1: what, it's what, it's what grinds my gears. Yeah, it's, uh, it grinding, uh, grinding all the gears, uh, tonight that that was just a terrible interview. Yeah. Uh, All right. That's, that's enough of that. And he was a horrible human being and so was she. (laughs) he was a horrible we would So Both of shame. both of them they are they are just a walking dumpster fire. <laughs> uh but real quick, we're gonna take just a, a brief moment here and you know, Cigar Aficionado every year they do their their top twenty five cigars of the year. We're yeah. gonna hear a little excerpt of them talking about number one for this year. Yep. Or last okay. year, I should say. Okay.
4: This is the 16th time we've named a Cigar of the Year, but it's always exciting to give the award to someone who's never received it before, and it's always exciting to smoke number one, the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro, Cigar Visionado Cigar of the Year from 2019. Now Dave, aging rooms can get a bit confusing. They're made in a few countries. You have aging rooms made in Dominican Republic, there's some aging rooms made in Nicaragua by Nestor Placencia, and then you have this one. It's made also in Nicaragua by A.J. Fernandez. Now, this version came out in 2018. What makes this aging room different from the others? Oh, I think a couple of things. One, this is made by tobacco, grown by A.J. Fernandez on his farms in Nicaragua. And two, he makes it in his factory, so it has a certain signature house style. Uh, Dave, what are you getting? It's an opulent smoke. It's full of really bold, interesting flavors. There's a lot of caramel. There's toasted almond on the palate. And the finish, mm, big, chocolatey, and goes on for a long, long time. It's a delicious cigar. It's very delicious. And the flavors come in my- Big chocolatey and goes
1: on for a long, long time, Jesus Christ.
4: Sorry, <laughs> he, I have to
0: be immature uh, for a second. David Savona, I've noticed in his videos, he does like to use the term caramel sweetness in a lot of his,
1: in, in, in his description, which I, I don't know, maybe he's just a fan of caramel, but he yeah, does I'll, use it in a lot I'll, of his descriptions. I'll let these gentlemen finish, but my immaturity level just went through the roof there. <laughs> okay.
4: my opinion: very complex layers. A brand owner, Rafael Nodal, has a very interesting story. He came to this country from Cuba in 1980 on the Mariel boatlift. But when he came here, he was pursuing a career in music. Cigars were the last thing on his mind. He's a very gifted piano player and also a great violinist. Success didn't come quickly to Rafael in the cigar business. It was really 2011 when he came out with the Aging Room brand. And that's the cigar that put him on the map. That was his breakthrough performance. All artists look for their breakthrough. Well, if that was his breakthrough, and this is clearly his masterpiece. 96 points. Aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua Maestro 2019 Cigar of the Year. By the well,
1: way, you heard it right there the uh, Aging Room Cuatro Maestro uh, number one cigar. Yeah. I'd like to try that. That actually looks pretty good. But if you notice, and I've, I've seen the top 10 of my interviews,
0: if you watch Greg Matolo right before he announces or re-announces what the uh, cigar industry, what the, what the cigar is, like number four cigar of the year, he does this little shift in his feet. Like his body just kind of does a, a tiny little dance right before he announces it. I don't know. I like it's to just it. something funny I've noticed. I like to call He's
1: that prepared- the wiggle. It's the Wiggle, yeah. It's it's the Greg Matola Wiggle. (laughs) But yeah, Um, uh, I'll tell you the one thing that popped into my head and I actually, uh, I typed, I've got the iPad sitting here next to me with the agenda on it, but I typed something on there in the middle of that to remember it. The key thing that I took away from that, and maybe not the key thing, but one of the things, everything AJ Fernandez fucking touches turns to gold. That is true. That That motherfucker, I don't know if he's like, Harvesting his human shit human shit to <laughs> plow the fields know, man or what? But whatever he's doing, it's working.
0: He does really good work, and uh, I'd say Don Pepin or Pepin Garcia also does really good work. Like the Floyd de las Santias is a fantastic oh, yeah. smoke. That is a really that is a really good smoke. And and now and speaking of that, you we, you and I, well, you've had a better experience than I did. We tried the Durango cigars. Um, I tried to smoke one on the beach and d- it didn't go so well, but I think you had a better environment.
1: So wh- what did you
0: think when you smoked that? Uh,
1: well, better environment is uh, subjective. Uh, my car. but uh, That's fine. It's, it's per- yeah. perhaps a less windy and frigid environment. I guess we yeah. can go with that. But for those of you who, who didn't hear the last show or just don't know what Durango are, they are, Pipe tobacco cigars, that's essentially what they are. Um, it's
0: a it's a premium cigar, to, but then they they put the pipe tobacco mix lots of kale, whatever they put in there in the middle.
3: Yeah.
1: And the moment when you sent them to me, you had them in a separate Ziploc bag. And the moment yeah. I, I opened the bag, I, I understood why you did that because it is um, It is pungent. <laughs> if you've ever smelled or for that matter smoked a pipe, you know, some of them have a very pungent smell odor yeah. whatever you want to call it this one did this was what the three cherry cavendish is that the one we ended up with um this was it was called like they all seem to have the same band like i was trying to figure it out on the website and i couldn't figure out which one it was not the porterhouse it was
0: uh Hold on, I'll pull it up in just a second. I know I remember which one it is.
1: But I'll, uh, I'll yap a little bit yeah. while, you're, while you're looking at that. Um, it has a very strong cold draw. You know, I wouldn't... The English Florida House is what it was called. So that one... You're going to know the second you take it out of the bag, there's something different. And yeah, like I said, the cold draw, very pronounced, but... You asked me how I would compare it to acid. To me, acid flavors are much more. Yeah, you can smell acid when you take them out of the bag, but acid flavors to me overtake the cigar. Like it's it's not so much that you're tasting tobacco; you're just tasting whatever they've infused it with. Okay. The Durangos, while they have a strong smell, to me it doesn't necessarily overwhelm the tobacco flavor. Like you can. It's still more get subtle. Them yeah you can still get a mix of both um definitely more subtle than an acid definitely more subtle than a a java or anything that's like seriously in Kentucky fire cured it's not that Um, pronounced Kentucky fire cured is garbage we wanted to go there (laughs) Um, (laughs) but this one uh, I know you had some burn problems with it um
0: I couldn't get it to work like on the beach. Now, it's it's just because there was air, but I tried multiple times to light it, and I got like a half inch down, and it just wouldn't stay lit. So maybe it was just a bad environment. Um, I still got two left. So um, I'm going to probably... I'm letting those sit in age for a little bit, and I'll try it on a maybe a less
1: windy day. I will say I did not have really any trouble keeping it lit. Um, the burn was definitely okay. uneven. There were, There was a lot of touch-ups, but as okay. far as it's as keeping it lit and the draw being okay yeah it was fine um okay. flavor wise i'm not a huge pipe tobacco smoker like i'll I'll grab one every once in a while but sure it's hard to have something to compare it to but it's you know it's kind of that um i would almost put it kind of in a peachy cherry category if i were going to okay. kind of throw a
0: fruity a stone, a stone fruit genre um they 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 put on the website that it's uh Latakia, which is the casings version and then it's a spiced with oriental leaf and then mellowed with stoved virginia aged with rosemary and Highland single malt scotch so it's a very attractive sounding and then, and then the picture they show is like a little bit of the scotch in the so it. it shows you the the ingredients there but i'm gonna i I really want it to I don't want it to like impress me to the point where I'm going to just keep a large stock of it. But you know, you know, you've got your assets and you got your job you just, you just want that something different every once in a while. And
1: I'll be honest. Is, that's is, that's is the that exact of... thing I took away from it is it's not something I would smoke every day. Probably not every week for that matter. Maybe just once um, in a while
0: to break up the monotony.
1: Yeah. I could see it two or three times, maybe four times a year, you know, just something, off the wall different um i don't recommend smoking in in your car because fucking five days later it still smells like it (laughs) Um, that's true which i mean it's not a terrible smell but it it is there but yeah i mean it's not something like there are things i keep on hand like i've got a ton of vicarious blue i've got a decent amount of rocky edge let me ask you do you get the impression when you smoked it that
0: the pipe tobacco and long filler tobacco like it did you feel like you were trying to smoke two things at the same time? Like, it did, did it harmonize really well as far as the way the flavors hit you? Was it kind of was it like too conflicting? Like, There's pipe tobacco trying to burn, and then there's long filler trying to burn, and I'm trying to smoke like a cigar and a pipe at the same time. Did, did you get that impression, or was it
1: harmony? I think for the most part, and this may be because I do smoke a pipe once or twice a year, it, it all just kind of ran together. Okay. I, I've had A lot of different mixes of pipe tobacco um, and a lot of the kind of sweeter flavors like the vanilla and the creme brulee brulee and shit like that Um, but no I I didn't really it didn't give me the impression that I was trying to smoke two things that that I will say you know I I felt like it was it burned pretty well a decent Yeah, uh, I mean I I smoked probably 3 quarters of it. Um okay. I didn't I didn't try to like nub it or anything, but I thought overall decent flavor like I said few times a year just to throw something different out there. Yeah, I'd probably do it. It's so definitely have to from- be stored separately from the rest of your stuff because it I could see affecting everything, everything else. else. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so what they're charging so for a two pack, it's nineteen ninety plus shipping. Do you think it's worth that kind of value?
1: I mean i, I brutal honesty, to... no. Okay. Okay. And that's, you know, that's one guy's opinion, one guy's taste, buds. would I smoke it? Yes. Uh, would I pay ten bucks a piece for them? Uh, maybe not. Yeah.
0: And you you know, do. You do. I thing. really, I really like their website. I mean, I bought the five pack cause I was, you know, just splurging. I was really hoping, but it really let me down when I was out of the, cause I've had other cigars. On the, I smoke cigars on the beach all the time. Well, I can. And, you know, Pepin Garcia's and Tatuajes and all kinds of other cigars. And they, I mean, they may burn a little bit wonky, but I can still get a draw and a smoke from it. I could not get this thing lit. And I was, I mean, I was going through half a butane lighter with a triple flame, trying to sh- torch it and get the, get the ember going. And even if it burned a little wonky, I'd be fine with that. But I, I, it just couldn't, wouldn't stay lit at all. And that really, and I was looking online, there's other uh, reviews that people had where it was a similar type of, you know, they had burn issues with it. And uh, maybe it's just because of the type of tobacco that it is. Um, but that, that really worked me. I would rather the flavors be a little off than not be able to draw on it anymore. I don't know. That, that was my experience, um, but if you at least got it to burn, I really I really wanted it to impress me and put me in a different perspective between, you know, and kind of like break down the barrier between pipe and, and cigar tobacco. I would have been okay with, okay, you can, the two can work as one if you want them to, and it does it very well, but I don't know. It just didn't... I, I would have a hard time justifying like if I had to pay $10 for that or Flor de la Santilla. I'm going to go with the, the, my Father cigar every time though. It, it's not enough to like draw me away from what
1: I normally smoke to pay that kind of money. Yeah.
0: it is. that, is that a valid, you know? Yeah. Generally assessment? I agree.
1: And I gave senior one. We'll see what he thinks about it when he gets around to it. And I'd be curious what luck you have with, the ones that are left you know maybe you maybe the first one was just a lemon but yeah i mean it's it's
0: possible i'm not going to rule it out. i will be happy to try the other ones and validate it's just uh, the website looks really good um it's it's clean it's simple it's uh it's elegant i really like the descriptions i like the 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 brand and the marketing that they do it is attractive Um, i just i want to be able to enjoy the product as much as i enjoy the website that's what i'm trying to. To make work.
1: And speaking of some new, new stuff that I got to try, Rocky Patel. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's got the Edge line. He dropped a new one in that, the Edge. Yeah. Barrel aged. Um, yeah. What talk is about this? that. What is this? You might ask. That was the part where you're supposed to ask, "What is this?" But whatever. What is this? Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> so this is a <laughs> lovely, uh, lovely cigar. Uh, long leaf recipe of Nicaraguan and Honduran Lajero's underneath okay. a Habano wrapper. Now, the, this is stiffer than your typical edge blend because of that extra Lajero. So if you're not a fan of pretty put cigars, I wouldn't go down this road. But um, the Nicaraguan and the Honduran Lajero were aged in bourbon barrels. And okay. you know Camacho's got one American barrel aged. Diesel has one, I believe it's called the Whiskey Cask, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had the other two. I got to say the edge doesn't really live up to the bourbon barrel aging aspect of this. Um, not on the cold draw, not on, you know, the draw or the retro hail as you're smoking it. This one, now, don't get me wrong. It, it's, it's a decent cigar, but I think they've overblown the barrel aging aspect of it. Maybe it needed more time. Maybe it needed more bourbon. Maybe I need more bourbon. I don't know. <laughs> but I think you do. <laughs> but I ran out. <laughs> Long story short, decent cigar, but not under the banner that they're necessarily selling it as. Now, Senior got these on either Cigar Bit or Cigars International. I have no idea what he paid for them. Um, I mean, there's something I would smoke again. I mean, it's got the same wrapper as the Edge Habano. It's just the, the innards that are different in this case. God damn, that was a Southern saying, innards. Wow, wow. You really How went out for that for me. I really did. Uh, Full-blown uh, <laughs> full hillbilly. But uh, let me re-say re- that. Um, the Habano wrapper is the same, but the binder and the filler has changed the recipe. Yes, that sounds much more...
0: That sounds more less yeah less
1: NASCAR not retarded
0: war,
1: huh? yeah <laughs> he took our <her> jabs. <laughs> no.
3: uh, yeah
0: uh, okay okay so what w- so was it do you think it was blended to be more of the kind of nuanced elegant version of it and less pronounced or it just didn't
1: work to me it just didn't work but there is the possibility that I'm jaded by the Camacho and the diesel versions. Um, the diesel and the Camacho, you get a nice cold draw that smells like bourbon. Um, you really don't get that on the edge. And I've got another one, so I'm, I'm not going to judge it entirely based on one. I'm going to smoke it again. We'll see what happens. I'll update uh, you find people as necessary. But How many do you have... It. Uh, Senior gave me two. I've smoked one so far. No, yeah, okay. Uh, he's got a few more of them. I think. I think he bought a five pack. But um, yeah, I'm somewhere in the next week or two. I'll smoke the other one and adjust my review if necessary. You know, maybe that one was a lemon, like I said earlier. But we'll see how it goes. Now, did you get those from CigarBid.com? He did. Yeah, uh either that or Cigars International, but they are the same people, so either way you go.
0: I've been using Cigar Bid because that's pretty much all I can do now. Um <laughs> being in the frozen tundra north. Um and I've had decent experience with it. I can't complain too much. it's it, you know, you for less than a hundred bucks I can restock, you know, my little desktop humidor thing and
3: that's... I don't
1: know. That's literally what I've done in the past two weeks is I was getting low. Yeah. I, I only had vicarious blues for the most part left. And some of those are original batch from like four and a half years ago. So those I'm yeah. touchy about. So for I'm, I'm like you for like 105 bucks. I got, you know, a fully stocked humidor. Now I got uh, four, five, five packs and then a bundle of 20.
0: Yeah, Uh, and I got something. I got like Espinosa Habanos, and I just picked it out of random. I didn't realize it was actually the number 11 cigar of the year. It almost made top 10 um, when I found it online, which is another topic of debate whether you believe in cigar reviews or not because it is subjective. However, um, whatever cigars I have ordered from CigarBit, if I let it sit in the humidor, I think they come a little bit dry originally from the works. They've been sitting in the warehouse. So once you let them age for maybe a couple of weeks, a month maybe, and rehydrate them, it does, they do turn into really good smokes. Um, and they do have a decent selection. So yeah, the, as much uh, as I want to support local, there's only one one or two, I mean, there's one little cigarette shop, whatever, that has a small humidor. But there's, I do, there's one restaurant here in South Portland that is a restaurant uh, humidor place where you can have a meal and coffee and a cigar at the same time. The prices are kind of
1: steep. Yeah, They're really steep. Same thing around Nashville. It's hard to find anything under 10 bucks if you go in a store. And if usually, if you do, it's like a really. Um, yeah, it's just not, not impressive. impressive. Fantastic quality. 13,
0: 14. It's, that's steep for a
1: mid grade cigar, you know. I, I mid grade. Those of you out there that haven't played or are trying to figure out how to play the cigar bits game, you can't go after the, the recent releases and the stuff that's really popular. You've got to go after the stuff that number one, you know, is good, but the stuff that's been on the market for a while, like for instance, El Baton, uh, 2012 cigar of the year, you can get a five pack of them for 10 bucks. You know, if you play the game, right, come in. I always go straight in, filter everything out, except cigars and go to ending soon. You can catch something that ends in the next two or three hours. Snipe it and, and like the CLE Schizo uh, made oh, by CLEs are great. I, I love uh, CLEs. Uh, <laughs> the Schizo is a uh, a bundle cigar, about 50 bucks if you buy it in the store. Um, I caught a bundle of 20 for 25 bucks. So for value about, like that, yeah, I think it's really good value to do that.
0: That is oh, true. Yeah. You could it find, um, you're not going to find like, I mean, actually, you might be able to find some of, like the aging ones. So if you look at your, your top tens, you won't find the heboto number one or, or the Rocket Mattel A.L.R. There are some exclusives that you won't really find there, but I think just to keep your humidor stocked for, without spending a fortune, uh, if you can get some C.L.E.s in there or some My Father cigars or. Uh, you don't find too many La, La Aurora's, um, but there's there's a lot of mm-hmm. Alec Bradley
1: stuff on there. That's decent. A lot of Alec
0: Bradley. Yeah. I mean, you can find a decent selection of cigars and, you know, I, I mean, I hate to say it I, as much as I want to support local business and everything. And I still go visit once in a while just to, to balance out my chakras. But at the end of the day, I mean, cigarbid.com is pretty decent value for what I found.
1: I mean, bottom line is this, I, Love supporting local brick and mortar. I do it when I can, but I can't afford to stock my humidor at the local brick and mortar. Uh, I don't have the budget man, to do so. Three, 400 bucks for a box. And it's like, I can get it for around 160. Um,
0: I can even find online Cuban cigars that I can have imported in for a decent price. So it's just, it's hard to justify it. But I mean, they've got overhead. They've got to pay employees and all that stuff. Online you yeah, really don't it's
1: definitely a uh kind of a fight for survival sort of situation. You know, they've got to do their thing, we've got to do our thing. Oh, you know, speaking of which, budgets. Yeah, speaking of
0: budgets, whatever, um, there's a couple of news articles we've got to talk about. Um one is Trump's budget says the FDA shouldn't regulate tobacco and call. He wants a new agency. Oh dear God. Um, $4.8 trillion budget, which Congress is supposed to pass because that's not going to, that's not going to inflate our deficit in any way, shape or form. Um, but he wants, he wants basically the FDA to stop regulating all tobacco. That's not their job. And he wants to make a whole new industry. Um, they, they they want re- tobacco regulated. They just don't want it handled by the FDA. Uh, okay. <laughs> I
1: yeah, think, I, I, I think... I don't it, know
0: if that's good or bad.
1: It has the potential to be somewhat good, just to fucking It's hard get, to tell. I mean, the FDA is a fucking spider monkey. At least it would get them out of the equation. But, <laughs> you know, you, you... I mean, it's like, okay... If we, you know, it's like the Iraq thing. If if we take out Saddam Hussein, who's going to take his place? You know, is is the new boss going to be the same as the old boss? Perhaps a better way to say it. Uh, I mean, realistically, and we've talked about it before, the FDA should not be regulating tobacco. Um, The ATF exists. That's reason number one why the FDA should not be regulating tobacco. Well, I think.
0: Yeah. uh... And it comes down to, because of that such a poor interview that that last guy I did with, with Martinez, not, not representing shit, but it's, you know, I mean, the, the, the premium tobacco industry is itself apart part, for the most part. And as far as making a whole new agency, I have a better idea. Why don't we leave premium tobacco the fuck alone and go about our business? <laughs> Why don't we just, if everyone agrees that premium tobacco is not a threat to the health of the youth. If that's all your, pre- your premise is on, is just protecting the youth, and we can prove uh, that it's not the affecting youth. the youth, right? But if we can prove that premium tobacco doesn't affect the youth, then why regular? What, what does it matter? What, I mean, it's just if it's, if it's not a threat, you, you're saying we're trying to protect the youth, and we're saying premium tobacco doesn't affect the youth then what the fuck's the problem <laughs> like what am I why do we need an agency at all if it hasn't You're, affected the youth for thousands of years and it's not affecting the youth today what are you protecting them A- against uh, one I mean, enemy
1: you've got the government that's obsessed with finding new ways to make money you've got a certain segment of the population that considers themselves the fun police, you know, everybody's got to have their hand in something that it shouldn't I, be yet. Get your hands out of the motherfucking cookie jar and yeah. stop it. Yeah, just leave it alone. It's not, pro- it's not causing any problems for anybody. We'll leave it the fuck alone. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to put your dick in it. it does. That's... <laughs> And if you don't believe me, and no there's more truth a,
0: has been spoken on a Valentine's date than that.
1: <laughs> there is. If you don't believe me, there's literally a Reddit thread called r slash don't put your dick in that. Okay. So if you want to see examples <laughs> of things you shouldn't put your dick in, go there. <laughs> and this is one of them. <laughs> yes, FDA should keep its dick out of tobacco. <laughs> it uh, doesn't apply. It, it. Don't worry about it. There are other things to worry about. Speaking of the FDA, there was a a lovely judge that shot down their whole warning label taking up 30% of the box kind of thing. So that was a small victory. I was Uh, really shocked about that. I was
0: not expecting that article.
1: No, and well, of course not because we're used to getting our, (laughs) talking about dicks a lot tonight, but we're used to getting our dicks knocked in the dirt uh, as far as cigar regulation goes. Uh, So to see a judge actually side with us, it's like, Wait a minute. How did that happen? You know, yeah.
0: In the, in the quote, he says, uh, the deeming rules warning requirements for premium cigars is hereby vacated. And this portion of the rule is remanded to the agent. I'm reading from cigar do you do not for further proceedings consistent with the memorandum opinion. Uh mm-hmm. basically that there's no legal precedence for the FDA enforcing a rule saying that there has to be a major sticker, uh, Oversized warning labels on premium cigar packaging. And, you know, you notice this, if you look online, especially overseas, um, if, you, if you look at any photos of, like, um, premium tobacco from or cigars in Europe, so Cuban cigars and stuff like that, they always have these giant warning labels, on them, whether it's in a foreign language or not. But he's saying that, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It covers at least 30% of the box cigar box, larger than what was previously required. and. I think it's really pathetic that we have to actually have a bunch of six and a half to seven figure income professionals stand around and realize that a giant ass warning label isn't going to deter a goddamn thing. No, <laughs> like
1: I'm they, and they have to look right past it.
0: <laughs> like you people get paid this much money to decide this.
1: This is what your focus is on. Um, it's like I'm, I'm going to walk up and it's going to say, "Oh, there's a picture of a cancerous lung." Well, God damn it, it's a good thing I don't inhale. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> hit my cigar, damn it.
0: Yeah. Be, I will, people buy boxes of cigars with the giant warning labels on them because it doesn't actually, because it's...
1: Same thing with cigarettes. You, you can put a, a label on a carton of cigarettes that maybe uh, you know, pre, uh, cigarette smoking can cause birth defects. and It doesn't stop them from smoking. Here's a bitch that's eight months pregnant smoking a menthol. They don't care. If they don't give a shit, they don't give a shit. The warning label, the warning label, is
0: not going to make them give a shit. No, they have to want to stop smoking if they want to, and a cigar smoker has to want to put down the the cigar if they if they want to give it up. Um, I don't know about you, but I am constantly shopping for new cigar accessories to make my cigar smoking experience pleasant as it could possibly be because i think that's the virtue of the premium tobacco is to enjoy it and relax as much as you fucking can put a warning label on it i'm just gonna peel it off and do what the fuck i'm an adult not only like allowed to but obligated to
1: exactly i mean i'm not breaking any laws so fuck it i'll do whatever i want speaking of cigar accessories i've got a couple of um paleo cutters that the Plastic has never been broken on. I, th- I think we're going to do a giveaway, maybe in a. You like paleo? Of... Is it paleo? Paleo. Paleo. You like paleo, paleo cutters? Yeah. Long story short, I wind up with three of them, just playing around on cigar bid. But the the two that are probably going to wind up being giveaways, I believe one of them is um, it's either Drew or Rocky, and the other one is Acid, uh, and the Acid one see. is Camo. But they they're actually decent little cutters. Uh, I've got Palios, I've got Calibri's, I've got Zycar, but I mean, they all do well. Uh, But at some point, next show or two, we'll find out some cockamamie way to give that away.
0: You know what I've been eyeing online, speaking of cigar accessories, I've been looking online at Bazaar and Company. I don't know if you've seen that or not. really? It's got like the exotic woods or leather. Yeah, they feel like very high end. It's kind of like a... Diet SD Dupont. It's not as luxury as the Estée Dupont, but it's kind of in that. It's more of like a an accessory, not just a tool. So it's it's you know like you have, like a fancy keychain. It's not just a generic and it's 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 fancy version of it. But I have been looking at a few of them and I kind of like. They're not cheap, but they're not the mo- they're not Estée Dupont prices either. It's in that just within reach affordability, kind of in that hundred dollar piece range where it's enough to say it's a luxury accessory, but not, you know, seven hundred dollars or fifteen hundred dollars for a lighter. It's not that kind of hyper luxury either. Um, I don't know. I, I've been eyeing them and it's just like it's one of those treat yourself type purchases. And I've been thinking about it. Cutters look good, lighters look good. Um,
1: but I don't know if you've if you've seen that online but it just seems yeah, I've, I've seen them pop up uh, here and there on, I think, Facebook and Instagram. And there's, there's a couple of them. Do they make one of those? If, if I'm thinking of the right company, do they make one of those pocket knives that has a cigar cutter built in. Uh, um, and I maybe, no, th- I maybe mixing. I think companies. you're thinking.
0: Yeah, you're thinking of.
1: Uh, it's like a portable that would unfold. I think that's not Drew Estate, but. Well, there's a lot of companies that make them there There's a what I would call a boutique accessory company is the one that i saw but yeah yeah we'll we'll do some some cutter giveaways since the whole giveaway cigar things is a little the the math is fuzzy on that one but we'll we'll find out some uh crazy contest where you have to wave your penis at traffic or something to win one. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll send get a us, lot of submissions for that. <laughs> send us your uh, your bail bondsman uh, receipt <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll know what we have.
0: Cigar tipsters, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. Yeah, hold, hold a sign that says cigar tipsters on it while you're waving your penis. <laughs> Just put on the sign I'm doing this for cigar accessories and I'll understand. <laughs> This is the
0: a man waving his penis at oncoming traffic over a bridge. He's like, I'm doing this for cigar tips. people is people going to look up. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: Yeah. Well, their first question is going to be, what the fuck is cigar tips? <laughs> their second question is going to be, why is he waving his penis at traffic?
0: <laughs> you want to get your name out there, Mark? This is how you do it. You just wave your you penis at traffic and hold up a sign.
1: You know what? Somewhere, somewhere along the way, someone has always said there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> um so we're gonna test the limits and
0: see. We're gonna see how and far you know what not so, have,
1: yeah. for any for any female listeners that might exist, if you wanna wave your vagina at traffic, I'm fine with that too. That's perfectly fine, but if you cause traffic accidents, we're not responsible. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah um, Not liable in the slightest. Not liable. I want to make that legally
0: clear, we're not liable, but we will encourage it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I think that's going to pretty much wrap us up. You got anything you want to throw out before we uh, call our pusher? Um, I don't think so. I think that's kind of. Yeah, I think I think, we're I think that's pretty much it. We, we we've been all over the board tonight, which is pretty yeah. pretty par for it's the fun. course around here. But uh, yeah, you know, this is the Cigar Tipsers podcast. I am Mark. That has been. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Everybody have a good night. Have a good night.